Hello, it's Dada and Grayson. Grayson, say good morning. Morning. So this week on the show, we have Uncle Sean. What's your favorite thing about Uncle Sean? Love him. You love him? Okay. Goo-goo. Yeah, goo-goo indeed. This is a long one. It's over an hour. There's quite a bit of Disneyland talk, so get your goddamn notebooks out, because Sean's some kind of expert here. Mm-hmm. Right? Uncle Sean loves Disney World? Mm-hmm. What is that? Are you pushing out a fart? All right, I gotta go before I smell this. Bye, enjoy! <laughs> what the hell? Welcome in to the fifth installment of Stories from My Youth, a very special episode. One I've been waiting to do since I started the podcast. My big brother, Sean, is here on Twitter at 11thegoat. That's 11 spelled out, E-L-E-V-E-N. What's up, buddy? Yo. This is the very first time we're starting the podcast. I know. It's it's weird that <laughs> I'm not starting. My nose. I saw that. That was crazy. We got that live. You got that on video. <laughs> What yeah. a more fitting way to start a podcast. Bug flying I up your beak. That Skype is like to avoid legal issues. Let <laughs> yeah. the other person know you're recording. <laughs> but doesn't it tell you I'm recording as well? Yeah, it says Stephen is recording the call. Yeah. <laughs> Our first venture into podcasting, because it feels like we kind of both have side podcasts now with Late to Practice, but our first venture was the Joint Practices podcast, which you are still doing now with Steve and Elijah. You can find that on Basically, any platform you get podcasts from. Bean Pod. Bean Pod. Waiting for that. (laughs) Shout out to Steve. But eventually, from the Joint Practices podcast, we got a bit of a sideshow called Late to Practice. And what is Late to Practice? Well, Late to Practice is, (laughs) in a nutshell, me and Elijah just kind of shooting the shit, waiting for Steve to join the Skype call so we can start, you know, an actual JPP episode. It all, you know, it started with Steve puts his son to bed at night and, you know, he normally can't start the podcast until his son falls asleep. Well, it's lately, you know, as his son's getting older, he's becoming a little more stubborn when it's bedtime. So, uh, you know, we, we plan to start the podcast, uh, you know, on our podcast night at 9 p.m. And it seemed like for a few weeks, 9 p.m. became 9.30, became quarter of 10, became 10, sometimes 10.30. And we're just like, what the hell? Give the kid some whiskey or something and let's get on with it. <laughs> Dude, Uncle Steven can put that kid to bed in a flipping <laughs> And it comes like a gummy bear, too. Yeah. So Elijah one night was like, we should just start another podcast to give us something to talk about. Because, you know, we were having all these witty conversations this banter back and forth and he's like we should just call it late to practice and we should just talk about anything that's not football so the idea kind of stuck conversations you would have had anyway you're just recording them now exactly so you know elisha says that to me and it stuck with me for a few weeks and then i was finally like we got tired of waiting and i was like let's do it hit record you know the first episode we like talked about ice cream and then Elijah on a road trip with his friend Kyle and it was you know it was off the cuff it wasn't planned it was like hey what do you want to talk about hey let's talk about ice cream you know it's just random conversations that's not directly football related but very humor funny 
I'm it's very humorous. Of, I'm in the middle of episode two right now when you texted me and said you were ready. Um, yep. <laughs> I can't remember what you were talking about, but I'm like, I'm going to remember this to bring it up on the podcast. But of course, it was something Elijah said. Um, it was pro- uh, something he was asking me questions about Disney World. He said, well, what's your... Oh, he was talking about... Um, you guys said, or what's your least favorite Disney movie? And uh, he's like, they ranked them at 58th. And Fox and the Hound is 57, so I don't fucking believe this or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it's nonsense. So I couldn't think of a Disney movie I don't like. I can think of other movies that are like kids' movies that I don't like, but. When he posed the question, I started to think, and I know it's controversial, but I don't. I'm just not into The Little Mermaid. I never have been. I, The songs sure are catchy. But I think it stems from being a child. Like, the big fat octopus lady scared me. <laughs> but so, like, now it's it's like I'm an adult and I'm like, nah, I'm not scared anymore. But the movie just sucks. But I don't know. I just don't. Well, that just makes me want to take you to Disney so we can go on the Little Mermaid ride and there's the 50-foot animatronic Ursula when you come around the corner. Ursula. That was her name. I was going to say Igor, <laughs> but I knew that wasn't right. So um, before we get into the podcast, let me tell you a true story. So before you guys came over today, happy Halloween. Shout out to Darian. Happy birthday. Before you guys came over today, Autumn's Jeep broke down down the street at the gas station. We had to get it towed here. Um, after you guys left, we gave the kids bath and then Autumn left and I put the kids to bed. Autumn texts me, babe, dot, 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 dot. Either... We're breaking up or something happened is only coming up. Like nothing. It's not like, babe, I found a, a bag with a million dollars in it. And she says, your car won't start. So she has taken down both vehicles in one day. Uh, uh, honestly, my battery just sucks. But she like went to go pick up Hannaford to go and my fucking battery died. We just got progressive. So we now have like roadside assistance like on the app. You just hit a button. And it was the same fucking tow truck guy that came and bailed her out again. <laughs> the same exact guy. I was oh like, my God. oh, fuck. Good so, news. Uh, go ahead. No, all you, brother. Okay. I wanted to tell you the story. Um, so, Grayson calls Grand Theft Auto Chop Ride. Because there's a dog in it named Chop, and you can take him for a ride. And that's the first time he saw me playing GTA was I was taking the dog for a ride. So he calls it Chop Ride. Um, (laughs) So if you play GTA online, you can go to the casino. And I was playing the slot machines. And in one of the slots, there's a seven. For some reason, there's always seven. Lucky number seven. Slevin, good movie. Uh, So Mm. the seven pops up, and it has it's like decorated like an American flag. And he goes... Why's that one got Trump on it? For those that don't know, Grayson's four years old. And I was like, what? I was like, buddy, that's the American flag. That's not Trump. And he goes, looks like Trump. And I was like, I just looked at him and I was like, do you know what Trump is? And he goes, no. (laughs) So like, he's just listening to conversation. But, like, uh. I have these conversations with him all the time. Like, if I, I hate cash, but if I spend cash, I give him my change. But I always make him, like, tell me what the denomination is. So I gave him a quarter, and he's like, uh, 
a penny. And I'm like, no, quarter. He said quarter. And I gave him a nickel and he said penny. And then I gave him a dime and I didn't let him say penny this time. I'm like, duh, duh. And he goes, the penny. And I was like, no, not the penny. <laughs> He's the best. Got him. Oh, you have two Lord. little ones. I have two beautiful princesses. Which you could, if you stars would, of my life. I mean, if if you could, you would, you would allow to live at Disney World. You guys are a big Disney World family. There is nothing else in the world except Disney World. We are, when we are home here in Maine. Bella asks, "Can we go to home at Festiva?" I want to go home to Festiva. Festiva is a resort we stay at, one that we like a lot. It is very reasonably priced. It is very close to the parks. We've stayed there, I think, three times now. Now my five-year-old will say, I want to go home to a place I've been three times in my life. <laughs> <laughs> She's not the home that gets cold a lot, but the one that has like Mickey Mouse and stuff. The one where we go to and we stay in the room for maybe four hours a day, long enough to sleep, shower, and eat breakfast, and then we're out the door back to a park. But that's my home. I love that sure, you guys kid. have, like, Disney World down to a science. Like, people are like, dude, I can't wait to go to Disney World and go on the rides. And you're like, listen, we got sandwiches. We got water bottles. We got chocolate if your blood sugar's <laughs> low. We got heroin if you're falling asleep. We're going on everything. Like you guys we got have, a Ziploc bag full of Gatorade powder. You Don't pay for water. Literally. That's, that's my biggest pet peeve. If anybody listening to this ever wants to go to Disney World, do not buy a bottle of water. You can literally go to any of the food stands and say, can I have a cup of ice water? They will hand you a cup of ice water. If you say I would like a bottle of water, they're going to give you a $4 bottle of Dasani. Oh, that's good Don't pay stuff, for though. water. Don't pay for water. Bring your own water bottle, dump the ice water into your water bottle, scoop a Gatorade powder, shake it up, and you just got Gatorade for free. Not for free. You pay for the powder. But still, Disney World allows you to bring in Gatorade powder and food and, you know, water bottles. Take advantage of it. Don't spend all your money in unnecessary places. You're supposed to be there right now, right? Because of COVID, you're not. We, as in my family and your family, were supposed to be there last week last week yeah autumn had an alert go off on her phone and she was like hmm give me like puppy dog eyes and then she showed it to me and i was like oh shit yeah that sucks yeah so the first time we were gonna go wasn't she pregnant with gray and we couldn't go no so me and you secretly planned this whole trip and Mm -hmm. we uh you started my little saving method which is basically every time you go to the grocery store, walk over to that little uh, gift card fold out, whatever they call that, end cap, end cap. End go to cap, the gift yeah. card end cap and pick up one of these here. I got one in my hand right now. Disney World gift card. It just says Disney Grab gift one card. Of those and a you can use shop. it. Yeah, you can get them literally anywhere there's gift cards for sale. You can use them for park tickets. You can use them at the Disney store. You can use them at Disney hotels. Anything. But Sean, what we do. I don't want to carry around a hundred gift cards. Oh, you don't. Sounds like a commercial. <laughs> yeah, I know. All you do is you buy, like what we did, is whatever you can afford. We can afford $25 a week to put away for our vacation. And some people say, well, why don't you just put it in a savings account? 
Well, if I buy a Disney gift card every week, I go onto the website on the back of the gift card and I can combine them into one. So I have gift cards locked away in a safe somewhere. Two of them. Because once you hit $1,000, they're maxed out. So Brag about it. You grab a Disney gift card every week when you're buying your groceries. Throw it in the cart. Whatever you can afford. Like 20 bucks a week, 25 a week. By the time you go to Disney, you have a majority of your trip already paid off. And the best part is, hey, your furnace went. Oh, let's we're going to have to dip into our vacation money. Nope, not us because the freaking furnace people don't take Disney gift cards. So guess what? Because <laughs> we already spent it. Bitch. We're getting a new furnace and we're still going to Disney. So, you know, if you really want to <laughs> go to Disney. just got to work another couple hours. That's all. That's all you got to do. You know, if you really want to go, you can go. People think it's too expensive. If you take the right steps and you don't spend your money in unnecessary places, you, you're good. Like the big myth that you have to stay at a Disney hotel. No, you can stay at one of these lower priced hotels just outside the area. Sure, you're not going to get the benefits like free parking and free transportation, but some of these hotels offer transportation. So, you know, like us, it would have cost me and my family. I have a family of four, two daughters and my wife. It would have cost us four thousand over four thousand dollars in just airfare to fly from Portland, Maine to Orlando and back. We drove in a rental car that I picked up at the Portland airport. We went both ways to Disney and back, plus gas, and it was under eight hundred dollars. Dude, I don't think my back could do that far of a drive though. My but it's med not car that bad. Not good in Georgia if you get caught speeding. You won't get caught. You drive slow, but. Exactly. But the thing is also is we don't drive from Maine to Florida nonstop. My in-laws live 12 hours away. So we drive 12 hours to my in-laws. We get out, we stretch, we sleep, spend the night, have a good meal, hang out. And then we take off again when we're ready. So we have plenty of time for our travel where we're not in the car for 24, 25 hours. We have a middle point. And if you don't have someone you can stop at, stay at like a Motel 6. 50 bucks for the night for you. Yeah, I mean, find a safe area, do your research, find a place where you can stop. It's not that hard. I mean, if you if there's anybody that really wants to take their family or you don't even have to have kids. That's another myth. You don't have to have kids to go to Disney World. Me and my wife went on our honeymoon almost 10 years ago, and we've gone basically every year since. It's amazing. It's fun. Even if you don't have kids, you can have fun at Disney World. That's a myth. So go to Disney if you want to. And you can if you want to. I remember last year there was a, uh, or maybe it was two years ago now, I'm not good with time, but there was a, an article that was like, if you don't have kids, st- it's time for you to stay away from Disney World. And I'm like, oh, this is going to go over well in Sean's house. Yeah. Fuck Even yeah. though you have kids, I just knew your opinion would be, well, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. More people telling other people what to do on the internet. Great. To spin off of the kids thing. I know I'm not alone because we've had this conversation before, but being a dad makes you cry about weird things because on this outline before, like on a separate outline, I have like bullet points of like you, Cody and Andy that I still need to have on here and like stories we can talk about. And I had the school of rock story where uh, they started jamming out at battle of the bands at the end and you started bawling your eyes out all by yourself. No Uh, idea. But then I was thinking, like, being a dad makes you cry about weird stuff. 
like, and I talked to my therapist, Leah, about this. Um, and I know you do too. The NFL. The national anthem makes me tear up. And I don't know what it is. I'm not overtly patriotic. Like, we have a an American flag out front because it's Jeff's house and he hung it up there before they moved out. But, like, I don't know. Seeing it, I'm like... <laughs> Like you do that post cry, inhale. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Weddings, I could. Oh, dude, Steve, at your wedding, I could walk by a wedding, not know anybody that's getting married, not know anybody at the wedding. I'll instantly tear up. The fireworks at Disney, for some reason, tear up. Parades, don't know why. I get choked up. <laughs> Parades. <laughs> It's serious. That I could be studied. at a parade, and for some reason, I just get choked up. Glad I'm wearing sunglasses. It's uh, I of the pod. Steve Knox from JPP went at soup. your wedding. Super sticky Steve Knox, the original OG Olive Garden pimp. There it is. Um, I it's burned into my memory when uh, he stood up to give his speech at your wedding, and he went. This is going to be difficult. Like <laughs> I, I know that's what he said for a fact because that's been in my head. <laughs> and I immediately grabbed my napkin and pretended I was wiping my mouth and I held it there because I'm like, I'm going to need it. And he started telling the story about when you like called him and you're like, I think I'm going to get married. You should buy a tux. <laughs> like, right, well, first of all, we rent tuxes for your wedding. <laughs> we don't buy them and it's a little soon. But I bawled like a baby during that speech. I'm not looking yeah. forward to getting married in any capacity because I'm just going to be like, I do love you and we <laughs> like, just, I'm not looking forward to it. Dude. I cried when Grayson opened his presents on Christmas. Uh, I gave um, – it was one year where uh, we had skipped a year at Disney because Lily was, we felt Lily was too small. Mom and Rob wanted to take us. And we we're like, I don't think so. It's too much. And then we went the next year and we had a great time. And then Amanda, had, I remember on the way home, her saying something to the effect of, I know it's going to be a really long time before we can go again, but oh, man, I really want to go. So it stuck Plant with me all year. The seed. Exactly. It was later that year. It was like, I was literally just on my phone. I think I was at work on a break and I checked my email and it was like, Black Friday flash deal, 50% off if you book at a Disney hotel. And I literally booked a $5,000 vacation for 50% off. So I made this I made this whole video. And from this point on, this podcast cannot be listened to by children. Christmas spoilers. You've been warned. Ready? Three, two, one. Okay, here we go. So I made a whole video. And I recorded a voiceover and I changed the pitch. So it was a deep voice. And I made this whole video about like, you've been good this year and you too, mommy. That's why you're going. And then the video cuts to like roller coasters and, and she's like, oh my God, are you serious? Are you serious? And then it goes, and you're staying at, and it shows the Disney hotel and like Amanda was all choked up and Lily's like, really, really, really? And I was sobbing on the floor. Like I knew about it. It was my gift. Lily and I was is just... my favorite part of this video. 
Oh my god, I was just sobbing. She goes, Why yeah. is Daddy crying? <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're behind the camera, like. I don't because my in-laws are looking at me like, "Why are you crying?" <laughs> um, another one I can't do is uh, troops coming home and surprising their kids. Can't oh. do those. I always said if I was ever an actor or anything, and I had to get in character, so I had to like cry on cue. I'm like, Ellen show show soldiers surprise family. Boom! I'm Dude, gonna sob for the next two hours. You know what gets me surprisingly. And I can say it because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Autumn watches the voice. <laughs> Watching people sing makes me like choke up. Like I like get so emotional. Like what? And I used to love that um, extreme home makeover. I just couldn't see the poor family see their house because I was gonna cry. Oh, like, the I reveal! Th- yeah, yeah. Move that bus, Every time. and when it goes to commercial, I'm like, that was a great episode. That's a beautiful house. I know what it looks like. I don't have to see them see it. They're going to get to live in it. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, I really can't do the soldier ones. Or when they're like, they let Billy play on his senior night, and the kid with Down syndrome hits like a nine threes in a row, and I'm like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't do shit like that. Yeah. I'm a sucker for anything with children and their families and their, oh, what was the? Oh my God. When they show athletes doing well, like a rookie and here's his dad and his dad's crying. And then it's too late for me. Cause that dad's proud. And I'm like, Oh fuck man. He's watching his kid. You know, what gets me is the videos where it's like a confessional style video. And they're like, you know, Larry Fitzgerald changed my life, and, you know, because of his program, I have a college degree, and then Larry steps out from behind the curtain, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, and I'm over here, oh, my God. I can't listen to Hurt by Johnny Cash because it reminds me of the tribute video they made in WWE, RIP Eddie Guerrero. Mm. Um, I can't watch any of the Susan B. Komen stuff they do. Connor's Cure, can't watch that stuff. Um. I remember specifically when Dusty Rhodes died. Every time they would show his uh, tribute video, man, I'm thirsty. I got to go to the other room to get water where you can't <laughs> see me trying not to cry. Like, dude, Dusty's death hit me so hard. Yep. I think I'm pretty. I was in the shower at our old place when Steve texted us and said, "Holy fuck, Kobe died," and I'm pretty sure I cried in the shower. Like, celebrity deaths get me. Um, has has yep. a wrestling match ever made you cry? Because Sasha versus Bailey at NXT Brooklyn, when um, Bailey won the title and then Becky and Charlotte came out after, fuck, cried like a baby after that one. Cesaro versus Sami Zayn, two out of three falls in like early NXT, cried mm. after that one, and I'm like, it's wrestling. Why why are my eyes watering right now? Daniel Bryan's retirement got me. Edge's retirement makes me cry too, because I'm mad at Edge right now. Someone screams, um, "Hug your mom!" and he goes, "Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna hug my mom." Oh man, Daniel Bryan, um, when he's talking, he I think it was his comeback, uh, and he's saying, "I went to WrestleMania and I won the world title, world heavyweight championship." And then I wor- married the woman of my dreams. And then he goes, and then my dad died. And oh, when his voice cracks, it kills me. 
Mm. I was at Raw when he was named the general manager, and I wasn't expecting it, and I was a hot mess. That was a nuts week. You got to go to like the draft both nights, didn't you? That was uh, our anniversary trip. We went to a house show on Sunday, then we went to Raw and SmackDown back-to-back, and like (laughs) Providence, and then Worcester. We stayed all over the place. It was cool. I would have no voice. Even at even at house shows, like I'm so shy unless you know me. But like when we're at shows, I'm never going to see these people again. Remember when when you took me to the Nats and I was doing Yes Chance way yeah. before it was it was huge? Yep. Like when we're when you're in like an audience it doesn't matter. Like when we we went to see Smackdown in in Manchester, I don't remember what that that arena is Verizon. I've always been a huge um, Roman Reigns fan. Got to get that nice. burp out. Um, and of course, everyone boos him because he is pushed, or at least at the time. So, the same people that were booing him were the same people who were chanting CM Punk. So I made when he came out and they started booing. I made sure to cheer and scream, "Best in the world!" over and over. <laughs> um, and it reminded me of the. I th- it wasn't the first time we went to the Nats game because we stood up. Actually, it was at Fenway. Do you remember when I fucked with that couple at Fenway? Like they were moving in front of us, and I was like, "Watch out!" And I ducked, but there wasn't actually a ball coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got us both beaten up. And then this dude, this sorority chick, like, I have nothing against you if you're in a sorority, do you? But she was, I should have said valley girl. She sounded like a valley girl. And she was completely hammered. And she's like, do I sound drunk? And, like, turned around to me and I was like, nah, you sound completely sober. <laughs> and, like, looking back, fucking Timmy from from Lansdowne would have just backhanded me at any point and what was I gonna do except cry in front of everyone at Fenway (laughs) (laughs) I just stopped running my mouth at some point you contributed to that poor girl's alcohol poisoning that night (laughs) dude whenever I'm at a live event even when we went to see fucking monster trucks at the Civic Center it's not the Civic Center anymore is it Crossroads Cross state arena or whatever. Um, Cross insurance arena. That's what it is. I said cross state. I always look at beer prices when we walk around. I'm never going to buy it. So many people buy beer no matter what the event is. And the last time we went to wrestling, Autumn and I kind of, we always kind of set up in the nosebleeds because we're like, we can't afford to go. And then like 25 minutes before the show starts or like a day before we buy tickets because we don't have any impulse control and this guy to the left of us is in a party of three or four and the guy next to autumn he's hitting her up all night trying to flirt like trying to take her home and i'm like all right well i'm just here for wrestling and i'm not trying to get cucked by you know, <laughs> edging christian over here <laughs> um but their buddy like two people down is they're all drinking every time they come around they order beers and at some point out of the corner of my eye on the left side this guy just belly flops down two rows. We're only three rows from a balcony that drops at the TD Garden. And he catch, uh, the people in front of him catch him, and his friends lift him back up. 
and he like wakes up and snaps out of it. Pretty sure he just passed out because he was hammered, and like everyone was looking and he was like looking like this, like he was mad and embarrassed. And I'm like, I almost just watched a guy swan dive off the garden onto other people, <laughs> and I was so anxious. I don't even remember the match. Who was who was wrestling? I was just like, this guy almost died next to us, and um. He kind of looked like Don Zimmer after Pedro threw him because he had a little cut between his eyes or he hit the seat in front of us. While you're here, I wanted, one of the things I wanted to bring up was video games. Like when we first started out, you, you always played like, not weird, but you always played horror games, which I guess as a kid to me was weird because, because I was like, video games are fun. Why would you want to be scared? But you played stuff like Tomb Raider and Resident Evil. Resident Evil was always so fun to watch. Except the load times took like 45 days. <laughs> and then you would go into the wrong door. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. There's not even an herb in here, man. Um, <laughs> Uncle Tim's responsible for that. He got me into Resident Evil. I remember that scavenger hunt where we had to like go around Sanford. And then going up the stairs at Nana's house when he's like, you got to count 15 seconds for each step <laughs> to get upstairs. <laughs> I think that's the year you also get each other the same Linkin Park CD. But I was thinking about Tomb Raider. And do you remember when, even on Tomb Raider, the first one, you would get too scared, so me and you would hide our eyes and you would make Brandon run into a room to see if any gorillas or raptors would come out at us? <laughs> the freaking dinosaurs, <laughs> man. Those dinosaurs Dude, jump out and like... <laughs> the fucking worst. The best Tomb Raider was two, I think. The one where you could like walk around inside the mansion. Uh, I only ever, like, got to play that at Cody and Uncle John's house. And I remember I got stuck in the fridge. And as soon as I opened the door, fucking Chester standing right there with the butler. Shaking the fucking tea and crumpets. And I'm like, That's the one you could, like, jump in the pool and stuff, right? And you had, like, the obstacle course in your house. So in the backyard, there was some kind of maze. Maze. Yep, that one. Okay, yep. And if you got to the middle, it hit a button. I could go on YouTube now. And see what that button opened. But it opened a door in your house. And I could never get out of the maze. And into the door quick enough. I still don't know what's at the bottom of that door. Or inside that door. <laughs> Probably like a bow and arrow. I just remember. like There was a level. You always had to get cogs. In every Tomb yep. Raider. They're like find yep. the wooden cog. <laughs> um, but I just remember find a safe point. That you would, You would just. You kept re reloading because you would swan dive from high up, and she would just do a normal dive, and after, like, two seconds, she'd go, <laughs> and then splat and die. And there was also, like, this gold hand that you would touch it, and she would turn to gold and die. Yep. But I kind of, I think Resident Evil was, mo was more of a favorite because that game was longer, and you had, like, weird shit, like, like the liquor that yeah. would drop down. Needed the shotgun for him. Do I misremember, or, or did you have a strategy guide? For the first Tomb Raider, I mean, uh, Resident first Evil. Resident Evil, Uncle Tim gave me, uh, like, this small little rectangle book. It wasn't, like, a huge, like, strategy guide you see now. It was just this tiny little, like, looked like a pamphlet. And I had one for that. And then after that, I, like, uh, Resident Evil 2 came out. And I think we we had it on PlayStation Two and later yeah. on N sixty four. But that yeah, one, N sixty four. I'm pretty sure we did. Oh shit! 
I yes, we did. We did have it on N64 because it was like one of three games we had. But I loved, loved Resident Evil 2. I never used a strategy guide on that one because it was just fun. Like, yeah. there was parts where they jump out. But I think what got me into Resident Evil the most was from the first game to the second game, there's new characters, but the stories continue. Like, the second one, Claire's looking for her brother, Chris Redfield, who was in the first one with Jill Valentine, and then you get Leon. And then as the Leon. games go on, like, these characters come back in and out, and they are entangled. It's like a really good, like, long story. Like, you can watch the movies, and it's mostly Mia, uh, what's her name? Mia Jovovich. It's like her character is the movie, like all the movies. But like where if they made remade Resident Evils, my input would be follow the storylines of the video game. Like Claire. You know they remastered and, every game, right? Yes, I do. I have a couple of them. Nice. But to have like Claire and uh, what is it? Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield in the first movie, the second movie have... Claire Redfield looking for her brother. Introduce Leon. The third movie. Follow. You know what I mean? Just keep the movies kind of following and building on the story of the video games more closely. Because towards the end of the movie series, it's just random Mia Jovovich's character. You know, they Claire's in a movie. Jill's in a movie. Carlos is in a random. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel like it follows the the storyline of the video games as much, which is what I loved. I loved the story. That's what hooked of me what, on Resident Evil. Of of the ones that you've played, um, what's your favorite Resident Evil? I'm going to say two right now, but either seven or eight. I think it's eight, the one where you can go back and play the chapters over and over. Like you can go to the one where you drive the boat to this different little islands and collect treasure and you can sell the treasure and upgrade your weapons. Isn't that the one? That one's kind of fun. That might be five. That it might be that one. Yeah. Cause that's the one where the, uh, isn't that? Yeah. That's the co-op one, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's the one where at one point, like the zombies start developing speech and start, Gaining oh, intelligence. Man, I don't know if I got to that part. <laughs> and then it turns well, I'll tell you, I got the, the new one, the newer one. I don't know if there's another one out since, but I think it's Biohazard, where it's more of a first person. Yeah, fun fact. I was too scared to play that. Yep. I think you still have mine. It. No, I gave it back to you, but you still asked me to, to beat that Chainsaw Charlie part. I still... Like, I want to play it, and I want to progress the story to see what happens, because you're, like, stuck inside this house. You can't get out of this house and where I am. And there's this part where there's, like, these uh, punching bags in a room, and you, like, got to push the punching bag into the guy with the chainsaw, and there's a certain way you have to do it. I literally had to look it up, because after, like, four hours of trying, I couldn't get past this one fucking level. Mm -hmm. I still can't, but I haven't played it in a long time, but... I just want to get past it so I can, like, see what goes next in the story. Because it's supposed to be, like, a really scary things jump at you type of game, which not always my favorite part. Like, that game Outlast, 
where oh, you cool. where the only thing you, you had was like a, a video camera it's a video camera yeah you're a journalist if you run no out weapons. of batteries you have no light you don't see where you so i couldn't play that game for very long scared the shit out of me there's a lot of jump scares in outlast and a lot of them are like right off the rip like one of them it's like <laughs> no way around gotta squeeze through this bookcase and when you get like halfway through jerome was like <laughs> trying to bite your head off and you get like tossed over the railing it's weird. I yeah, like horror I'm good. movies and I like scary games. I just don't like to be scared. Like when it's exactly. coming, I'm going to squint and look away or be like, oh, do you smell something? Let me look over here. And I'll turn my head and look up the wall or I'm going to go grab some popcorn. Stare at the bottom corner of the TV. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or what I do is if we're watching something scary, like right now we're watching uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, I'll look over at Autumn in case I something's about to pop up and she'll look at me. I'm like, I like think on my feet. I'm like, do you hear that? <laughs> like, pretend like I hear one of the kids. <laughs> Try to like weasel my way out of it. Yep. Yeah, I hate. I don't mind scary movies, scary games. I don't like being jumped. Like when my little shit of a daughter will stand behind a door, and when I walk by, she goes, "Boo!" <laughs> oh man, it's one of my pet peeves. I fucking hate that. I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack every time. I used Lily, to so stop scaring people. Mad. I'll be like, that's not fucking funny. And then I'll turn around. I, I'm still that way. <laughs> One of my favorite stories about Lily is uh, when you guys were still at mom's house. <laughs> and you said like you and Mandy were in bed. <laughs> and like the door like slowly opened. It was like. <laughs> and Lily was standing there and went, Mommy. And you rolled over to Mandy and go, you tell her not to fucking do that ever again. <laughs> and then there was, I guess like the next night, you went into her room <laughs> and it was completely dark and you flipped the light on and the light turned on. She was standing like an inch away from you on her <laughs> toy box, like right in front of your face. <laughs> Just the other day, I was out in the yard. I, I put my... Uh, I got my wireless headphones on. I'm leaf blowing, right? Clearing the driveway, getting all the leaves in a pile so I can run them over with a lawnmower. I was actually listening. I just started Pet Cemetery, the audiobook read by the guy who plays Dexter. So it's extra creepy. Hello. Friggin' Lily taps me on the arm and I almost Dexter. <laughs> I scared the shit. I spun around so fast and my arm came up and she ducked and covered. I was like, I'm not going to hit you. I promise. Don't sneak up on me. Walk around in front of me. Never touch my arm from behind me. Good lord. (laughs) I think my favorite. You know the training I've had. (laughs) My favorite (laughs) Lily story is when she was maybe, I don't know, one, maybe two. We're in the grocery store and Amanda walked away. And I think Lily had like pooped in her diaper or whatever. And I was like, smells like mommy farted over here. You know, just making a joke with Lily. And then, like, an old person walked up beside and Lily looked at him and goes, Don't come over here. My mommy farted. <laughs> but to be fair, I love Mandy. I've known her for years. She probably did fart at some point in that shopping trip. <laughs> <laughs> she saves him for the store. I was trying to tell the story to Grayson um, about it was either you or Mandy doing airplane lily 
in Maryland, and then she threw up right in the mouth. <laughs> she threw up in my damn mouth. <laughs> I've never done that with a child since. That was so funny. Oh, it was not funny so at all. It was that now white, chunky right breast milk puke. Which smells so good on the way in, but even better on the way out. Oh, it's like when sour cream goes bad. I was trying to think of another time where I cried and I had... Oh, um, kids movies. We've already talked about this. You know the movie Home with Rihanna and Jim Parsons? Yes. Uh, when I the was boo. like in... I was in the height of my depression, but I wasn't taking meds yet. Uh, if you haven't seen the mo- the movie, she finds her mom at the end. They're in Australia. And when they get reunited, dude, I cried so hard that Grayson asked me what was wrong. And I was like, Daddy has such a headache right now. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And I was like, and she found her fucking mom after my whole thing. Like, she flew over the ocean in a car powered by slushies. That movie wrecked me. <laughs> and then we watched it again, like, the next day, and it was fun. Yeah. I don't know if your kids ever went through this, but, like, Grayson's super into pranks now. But, like, his pranks are like, hey, Daddy, come in here. Let's play Chop Ride. And I get in there, and Netflix is on, and he's like, tricked ya. And I'm like. That's Bella. Bella right. does pranks where she'll, like, she'll <laughs> put a coat hanger under my sheet. So I pull the sheets back to get into bed. And I'm like, what is this doing here? And Mandy would be like, oh, that's Bella's prank. I was like, you got me, kid. <laughs> Daddy, I put socks in your work boot. I put tacks. Never mind. Hey. <laughs> I was going to say, I put tacks in your work boots, but I stumbled too many times. <laughs> Christ. Uh, I was going to bring up SWF, but then I started the thinking of, the, of cookie sheets. Um, do you remember that time in front of one of your old girlfriends that you just crushed me in the head with a cookie sheet and I pretended <laughs> to be knocked out cold? And she's like, and you're like, he's fine. She's like, I don't think he is. <laughs> Dude, cookie sheet shots are the premier, like, staged fight weapon For of some choice. Reason, like, they fold very, very easily. Like, you couldn't bend it with your hand. But you could bend it over your head with a quick shot, and it doesn't hurt at all. And that noise, that noise, noise is, is like so loud. loud. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got off. My favorite cookie sheet memory is the shot heard around the world, as Uncle Tim would call it, when we built a wrestling ring at Nana and Dennis's house, and we had shot a pay-per-view for my birthday. <laughs> Me and Uncle Tim had a match where he, like, gets handcuffed, and he's on his knees, and he's like, do it! And I friggin' Mark McGuire'd him upside the head with that cookie sheet, and it was so loud, and he sold it so well that, like, people stood up from their friggin' lawn chairs in the crowd, and they're like, yeah, what'd you do to Uncle Tim? Do you remember when you hit him, you knocked him off the the garage through the boxes, and Nana thought he died? (laughs) Because we were such a professional wrestling federation that, we didn't have tables. We put th- people through refrigerator boxes. We took out of the dumpster behind central furniture. <laughs> <laughs> just refrigerator boxes. We pretended were tables. I get to I get to be in a match in that pay per view with Brandon, and the only thing we scripted was he was going to punch me, and I was going to punch him. We were going to run against the ropes and do a double clothesline. 
And then for some reason, it was written into the script that dad was going to interfere. <laughs> <laughs> and dad tried to dive into the ropes with a chair and he missed and he just like, or the chair was the cookie sheet. And he just like landed on the ropes. <laughs> Almost and broke the ring. <laughs> my only regret from that pay-per-view was before I came out to my sweet entrance music that I can't remember. But I'm sure it was like P.O.D. Um, <laughs> I feel alive or something. Uh, was Uncle Tim offered me blood capsules, and I said, no, I think my mom will have a heart attack, because I thought if Brennan <laughs> punched me and I spit out blood, mom would be like, enough, the whole fucking thing is off right now. We're going home. Enough. <laughs> so, uh, the best part about that whole pay-per-view that. was our ring announcer, was <laughs> our grandmother, Nana, bless her heart, <laughs> coming up. Tiger tooth. Tiger tooth. I remember the the pay per view we had. Pay per view that was free that Sean was shooting on his school camera. Um, we had one in our back, like in Jay's backyard, and there was like yep. a Brook Street brawl, and then Uncle Uncle Rob took off with somebody in the back of his truck and like drove away down Island <laughs> yeah. Avenue like way too yeah. fast. <laughs> and, um, so there was, we were completely professional, and right in the middle of the match, Sean's camera died. So we had to wait. He got a charger, and then we had to reset to exactly where we were. And the spot was, I think it was me and Brandon, and you and Uncle Tim were fighting us, and we were getting thrown into the ring. And you're like, you just have to jump over the rope. I took that top rope to the stomach like it was Brian Urlacher, and I thought I was going to throw up. I didn't make it into the ring at all, and I was just, I made a sound like, do you remember the old viral video of the woman stomping grapes, and she falls, and she's like, like, that's the sound I made when I hit the rope. And then the other memory I had was like, it was you and somebody else, it might have been Jigs. And Brandon threw from our backyard to Jay's over the garage this large stick. And attached to the stick was carpet. And holding the carpet to that stick was zip ties to look like barbed wire. Is that something you want to explain, Tommy Dreamer? I forgot about that until you said it. We used to say 12-inch like, pizza That's boxes. That's a stunt. That's not okay for him. That's a stunt. <laughs> like you're a professional. You're 16 years old in the backyard <laughs> suplexing me through boxes. <laughs> we used to save 12-inch pizza boxes from $2 pizza night to use as weapons in wrestling match. I had a stack of trash in my room. These are <laughs> these are for wrestling. <laughs> what do you need you a pizza like, box for? You made me do a promo, and you're like, it's for media. You have to do it. And I was like, wearing, <laughs> I was wearing um, sunglasses. And Sean's room, this is in the 90s, so of course he had the beads to get through his room. Like his door Glow was in beads. the dark. There were stars. And, and since I've known Sean, since I came out of my mom's pee-pee, he's had stars <laughs> on his ceiling or Christmas lights up at all times of year. And I was like... Thanks, Tiger Tooth. We got a busy night on hand. And I felt so cool. And then when we watched it back, I'm like, I'm a fucking child. This doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I sound like a woman. <laughs> oh.
Thanks, Tiger Tooth. We got a lot of matches tonight. Might be some violence and some hitting. Stay tuned. <laughs> like, it was so bad. I think the best part of that pay-per-view, too, was the match. I think it was you and Brandon versus my childhood friend, Mike DeHaze, who was like 16 times the size of both of you. He was a tall, big dude. He's just like throwing you around, yep. not selling anything. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> oh. oh, it reminds me of that video of like, uh, the, I should have looked it up. There's two Japanese wrestlers. Uh, and one of them is uh, Akia Anoki, or Anoki Akia. I don't know which way I just said it, but either way, it's racist because I said it backward at least once. Um, he's fighting some guy who's not selling, and like 45 seconds in, he just starts whooping this guy's ass and beating the piss out of him. He's like, if you're not going to sell, I'm going to beat the shit out of it. And it gets starts to get rough. Like He does like soccer ball kicks when the guy's on the ground, and I'm like, hey, Hebner, if you want to jump in and stop this at any time, <laughs> like call for the bell. This is a good podcast. Is there anything else you want to get out? I would like the um, podcasting universe to tweet at Steven's Twitter, which I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but tell him he needs at to. T-B-T-E-B-B-Y-F-N-James. I'm not suspended TBF and James. And tell him to come back and join us on the Joint Practice Podcast. Dude, I might, I might fuck around and do a couple late to practices because I've always said my favorite part of the podcast is the 30 minutes after you try to end it where we're all just talking shit and telling jokes. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I would love to do one of these with me, you, Steve, and Elijah where we're just – it's just the shit we talk about when we're not talking about football. That shit's so funny. Especially in JPP when Elijah will just interrupt you with nonsense. And then like in the group texts in the group text he'll be like, Oh man, I gotta stop interrupting. And then he doesn't stop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it never does. The weirdest thing about podcasting is I have this tick where when I'm trying to listen and I'm like, okay, I have something I wanna say. I impulsively yawn all the time. I can't stop yawning when, it, when we're doing JPP. Super tired. No, I'm not tired at all, but this whole episode I'm fighting one right now. I just keep yawning and I don't know why I do it during the podcast all the time. I'll have to like point and be like somebody else talk. Cause I'm yawning mm-hmm. and I don't want to cut way, this out. I, I love that you guys do video calls now. Cause it's so much easier to tell when someone's done talking. Like yeah, when we've we were om- just doing audio, it used to be like a like a three and a half second pause, and we'd get a all right from a patented <laughs> Sean Lamont. All right, alrighty, all right, moving on. <laughs> that was right, it every time. Joint practices podcast. You know what's funny is you go back and you listen to like episodes one through three or four, and it was like it went from. What it is now to what it was is so drastically different. It, the first like three episodes was I wrote a bunch of stuff down on a piece of paper and I read it and then you read what you had on your paper and then I would read what else I had. On. It was just us like reading mm-hmm. a script. Yeah, It was so like st- not stale, but you have to f- you find your footing because right off the bat, I'm like, dude, we're going to be a 
We're going to be a huge podcast, and I am serious right off the bat. Like, I can't wait to come back and do an episode. Like, I'm pretty sure I have the whole week of Thanksgiving off because they're doing an upgrade. So I have to go in Tuesday from like 8 a.m. to 12 for some kind of training, but I get paid for eight hours. But count it. When I come back to the podcast, like, one of the reasons I, f- I stopped doing it was like, I, I felt pressured into knowing too much and watching too much and listening to too many podcasts and re- like I was like I got to know all this shit but like one of the reasons we started the podcast and like one of the things we used to hammer early on is like we're just fans we're out of market fans of our teams you loving Philly of course me being a Green Bay fan and we're not professionals and I feel like I lost sight of that we are not professional thing Mm-hmm. Only because you and Steve know a ton more than me, and you know a ton more players. Like, you'll put someone in your studs and duds, and I'm like, I, I don't even know if that guy's on offense or defense. I've never heard of that guy in my life. So <laughs> I'm, when I come back, I'm excited to be Steven and be like, Ryan Longwell doesn't play for Green Bay anymore, but remember when he did? <laughs> he was good when he did. Yeah, that's the best part about our podcast, too, is... We're not professionals. We don't claim to be. And we see things through a a fan's point of view, and that's how we portray them. Like, we do our, like, our podcast has progressed so much to where we can't do one episode a week during the season. Like, our, when we do a pick 'em, like, we literally have to do the pick 'em on a separate show altogether because it's just so long. And the thing is, we can have wild, outrageous takes, and we can get mad at our team. Like, me personally, I'm a fan of the Eagles, and I get livid that <laughs> like guys like Alshon are still on the roster when you know it's reported he's a cancer in the locker room. He's making like fifteen million dollars to to practice and get free health care. Like, I'm a fan. I cap implications kiss my ass. I don't care. I did. I don't. Want, why is he taking up a roster spot? You know stuff like that where you know stick to football any of these other big name podcasts r.i.p to stick to football by the way i don't know if you heard that no way yeah if stick to football is done breaking news for you uh they had a podcast tuesday announced that friday was going to be the last day and friday they did a goodbye podcast matt miller uh announced he's not renewing his bleacher report contract in february he's moving on to something else dude he's going somewhere matt yeah he's got yeah. shout out to matt miller I like him and Mello and that other guy. I wonder if he's going to get a job with a team. Dude, everyone he knows here on shit, Twitter so. for a while was like, are you going to Kansas City? There's an opening in Kansas City. Are you going to Kansas City? And his answers were always like, hey, everybody on this platform knows my email. <laughs> like, my DMs are open if any team wants to hit me up. Like, damn, I didn't know Stick to Football was done. Yep. Like, I haven't listened to Stick to Football. I haven't listened <clears throat> to Move the Sticks. I haven't listened to Locked On. I've been on, like, yeah, true I've... crime and comedy podcasts. I've been stuck on audiobooks. That's my thing right now is audiobooks. Mm. I have an Audible subscription, so every month I can get a free book. Me too. I got to cancel I just, that, though. <laughs> I just hammered through... Um, the Cormoran Strike series, which is written by Robert Galbraith, a.k.a. J.K. Rowling. That's her pen name. I oh. think there's five of those, five or six. Those books are so good. And the guy who reads them 
is so awesome. Like, I feel like if I watch, because they made a TV show out of it, I think on Cinemax. I'm going to watch that show eventually, and the voices aren't going to match up, and I'll be like, wow, he doesn't sound like Robin at all. Can I ask you a question? Seven, um, but you got to flip you, her over I first. Know you use, I know you use Twitter. I'm conflicted. Oh, I haven't said it on this podcast yet, but <clears throat> over the summer, I came out as, as bisexual. Um, and I came out to mostly everybody on Facebook, except a certain close group that I had texted. J.K. Rowling keeps tweeting or saying in interviews these things that are very anti-trans. Um, I don't know trans anything. I don't know. So she, they're basically being seen as transphobic. <clears throat> like, um, so it puts people in a weird position. And I wanted to get your take. Some people are like, you shouldn't read the books. You shouldn't watch the movies anymore because J.K. Rowling is transphobic. The way I see it is a lot of people worked on stage and costume and makeup and and filming and sound to make the movies. Um, are you really punishing her by not watching movies that have already been made or are you punishing people who actually worked on the movies? Like if you don't want to read the books because right. she wrote the books, <clears throat> I get that. Well, like, and I saw a lot, like, first of all, I don't agree with her statements, like, that's her point of view. That's fine. I think it's wrong, but that's her opinion. So I, you know, if maybe one day she'll change her opinion, I don't know. But from where I'm sitting, you know, if someone gave you free tickets to Universal Studios, are you going to go to Harry Potter World? Or are you going to say, no, I'm not going because she made some stupid statements on Twitter? Like for me, it's she created this universe that I absolutely entrenched it. myself in i got into harry potter reading harry potter and the sorcerer's stone to you before you could read that's how mrs. i got flynn, exposed mrs flynn read us the first one in third grade bernadette flynn i remember you having that book and i was reading it to you on the mattress on the floor which was a staple of our childhood <laughs> <laughs> the Coleman fuck bed frames hashtag fuck bed frames but no for real i i got into that and it, it was such a big part of my life especially when i went off to college and the girlfriend mm-hmm. i had at the time's mom was an english teacher and she bought me the first four books because that was all that was out at the time i'm old it stopped at the goblet <clears throat> of fire didn't it it was before yeah. order book yeah it was book four book five wasn't out yet when i was in school yeah when I went off to college. So I got that and I was reading them over and over and I just the whole story and everything made such a big impact. And then, you know, obviously I met my wife and we got married and, you know, she found out she was pregnant because she had some like some issues. So we went to the doctor and got it checked and uh, her being pregnant sp- sparked um, some sort of a signal, whatever that had us helped us find out she had like a cyst the size of a grapefruit in her uh the webbing of her uterus or something like crazy right if she hadn't gotten pregnant we might not have ever found that and it could have ruptured and killed her so basically to us it was like lily 
saved Amanda's life by us, you know, by being there, by mm-hmm. being a person in her body. So to us, it was like when for Amanda to have the surgery, we had to wait until the baby was like eight weeks along or 12 weeks, whatever it was. And there was no guarantee that the baby was going to make it past the surgery, but she had to have it. And the fact that Lily was like a miracle and she saved her mom's life, basically, it was like kind of how Lily's uh, Lily Evans, you know, saved Harry. So we named mm-hmm. her Lily. Harry Potter names became a thing. Arabella is Arabella Fig. Arabella was also the name of my wife's wedding dress. So we had a Harry Potter theme going. It's been oh, a shit, big I thing. I didn't know that about the wedding dress. Yeah. Yeah. Friday so it's been a big too. thing. Oh, yeah. We cry all the time. It was Harry Potter's a big thing in our life, and our kids love it now. <clears throat> Lily's starting to watch the movies. So I disagree with J.K. Rowling's opinions, but I'm not going to, like, take that away from my kids and the experience and what it meant to us. If she never made those comments, but had that mindset, we would have never known. And we would have all still loved all her work anyways. So I'm not going to go out there and support her opinions or anything, but I'm also not going to stop reading the books I've been reading over and over for 20 years. Yeah. I think it's, I've already paid for them. What is it going to do now by not reading it? That's the thing. Like, like even the dumb people who were burning cap jerseys or all their Nike stuff when they're like, hey, by the way, cap's the face of our new uh, campaign. Like, they already have your money. Why are you burning it? But Doesn't I was sense. thinking like like Tom Tom Brennan. Tom Brennan? Is that what his name yep. was? Yep. Um, he was he was a prominent voice of like Fox NFL football. Like, I remember Yeah, he was one of the voice. top guys. And, um... Thom. I feel like like it was like two weeks in a row. He called something the fad ca- fag capital of the, the United States or something like that. Um, and then like a week later, Skip Bayless was talking about Dak being weak because he has depression. And I was like, what the f- I feel like I'm being attacked by these fucking sports people. What the fuck? This is like twice in a row. Mm-hmm. The, the one that crushed me was the Tom Brenneman one. Like, not only did he say the word fag, they let him apologize on air, and he said, that's not the person I am. I'm going to stop you right there, because it is. You just didn't think we could hear you. And yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up Steve's point that he brought up on the podcast. In the middle of his fake, weak fucking apology, he called a home run. Yeah. To me, I'm like... I- like, exactly what Steve said. Yeah, dummy, we can fucking see it. It's on TV. I hated that. That was a messed up situation. Glad we ended on something sad and depressing. <laughs> hey, happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. Uh, Google Shotzi Blackheart. That's Grayson's new crush. Just tatted up wrestler with green hair. Hey, I'm glad you came on. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It's My stomach hour. hurts because I've been laughing. I'm going to edit it tomorrow. I'm glad you said that that um, thing about yawning because I'm like, damn, dude, he is fucking tired. No, I'm like, I don't know what it is. 
when we're, when we're podcasting, like it'll be like, hey, let's let's go over the Eagles game that happened, and I'll be like, and Carson. Will... <sighs> Sorry about that. Carson Wentz threw for three hundred. <laughs> I don't know why. Three it's t- just like it's more like three interceptions these days, but. I had a Red Bull on the way home. I'm drinking a coffee right now. I'm freaking wired. I'm going to be awake till 3 in the morning. But I'm going to yawn 5,000 times in the next hour for some reason. Weird. Hey, I wanted to give you a second at the end, too, um, to plug the, the new CD you made, 7. But where's the? is it better for them to listen on iTunes or Spotify, or does it matter? Or if they're listening to the album Seven, listen to that on Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube. Those are the ones that. Uh, if you're listening to the album Seven, we can get royalties from it. If you're listening to our previous two albums, for some reason, our first album we don't get royalties from. The second album we definitely don't. Still Smiling, you definitely don't. What's the first album? Still Smiling, we should, but for some reason, I don't know if we inadvertently signed the streaming rights over to the the label that had signed us at the time or whatnot, but for some reason, the label posted both of our albums on iTunes under their banner, so I'm pretty sure they get all the royalties now. So if you want a copy of that, just let me know. But on the new on the new album, Seven is Last Train. Last Train is the song I used as my outro for, I think, for the update episode. It wasn't technically an episode. It was more like an update. Um, I think it was an update. I think it was the last episode. So does it matter? As far as streaming services? Yeah, like... Um, no, it doesn't Apple, matter. Okay. But check it out. It, if you want to check it out for free, it's up on YouTube. All of the music is up on YouTube if you want to. High School Hearts is a favorite of mine because I'm a sappy Mayday Parade fan. And he just loves sad music about love. And you used to play keyboard in that song? Yeah. Oh, dude, that was one I was going to bring up, was the early Stop His New Ghost stuff, where, like, Dan, Dan would... Just, Hold up either one, two, three, or four fingers, and that would tell me which uh that would tell me which key to hit. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> oh, playing at the bath skate park guy. I was just gonna bring up Bath Skate Park. You wanted me to say fuck in a song and I chickened out because dad was in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I love when mom tries to say Watch your mouth. I'm like, you raised me this way. What do you want well, me to do? <laughs> Just a, I don't want to, I know we're going really long here, but a really quick story. You know, we had our first ever CD release. It was probably awesome. in what I would call the peak of our local run. Run? Oh, let's go. We both said run. So, like, we were selling hundreds of tickets for every show because, you know, back in the day, they were like, hey, if you want to play this show, you got to sell 20 tickets. And we'd say, okay, 20 tickets. Each one of us is going to sell 20 tickets. And, you know, that kind of mindset got us on bigger shows. But, you know, it was our CD release show. We sold like, I think it was like 150 tickets. Plus, there was, you know, 
Too Late the Hero was playing, and they brought in a lot of people. We were really amped up, and we had created this whole Harry Potter theme that we were going to do. I had my girlfriend at the time there who invited her parents, who I had never met. This was when I was meeting them. Her, like, little cousin who was... She had shown our demos to, and he's like, oh, my God, you know music people. They're my favorite band. So him and his parents are there, plus, like, mom, dad, like, all of our family's Ani there. Lori, Lakin, Ani Stacy, Nicole. Uh, Uncle John and Uncle Tim. Like, our whole family's Me, Chelsea, there. Chelsea, Chris, and Phil. I brought people from school. <laughs> like, I was... Like, people who knew me in high school were like, oh, my God, you have a band, and you're, you know, you seem kind of semi-famous or whatever you're popular we're gonna come like i had all these people from high school people that didn't like me in high school all of a sudden did phil fife was in the audience i swear phil fife's to god the man. shout out to phil fife so we're, we're about to go on stage in the you know at the time it was four of us and we put our heads together and we're like let's go out there and let leave it all out on the stage it was joe roy's last show as our drummer dan dunham was taking over didn't know that joe and dan had worked out something where Dan was going to hop in in the middle of a song towards the end. But anyways, Dude, that was at the end. That was nutty. We was had this end. Harry Potter theme music playing and then it cuts to Snape going clearly fame isn't everything. And the adrenaline took over my body. I'm looking at my family dead in the eyes and I'm like, let's fucking go. And then the music kicks in and I turn around and I looked at Joe and I was like, I just said a bad word. What am I doing? <laughs> It was Dude, one of my favorite pictures history of all from there. time is me and you screaming "High School Hearts" in that pic in at that yeah, show from that show. CD release. Yeah. Um. And uh, I remember the next day at school, my brother Phil was like, "Dude, you were like singing along, like into the microphone and shit." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, Phil. Just be a part of that." Yeah. And then I that, was a, that became a like a not an inside joke, but a like a funny thing. It's like. You would not, we would, yeah, we would be at shows in like Connecticut and like that part would come up and we would all yell, Steven! And everybody's (laughs) like, why are you yelling at Steve? And they had no clue or talk. We used to have to tell you when your part was coming up. (laughs) I remember uh, one more thing real quick. Battle of the Bands, our very first show in... uh, Dover, Dover Foxcroft. Fox. <laughs> Dover Foxcroft. We stop at a place. Croft. I kid you not. Is called Bud's Shop and Save. <laughs> it's not Shop and Save. It's it's your neighbor Bud's. And I'm I'm kind of what what year do you think that was? Like 2000. I was I graduated in 2009. I wasn't graduated yet. Like 2007 maybe. So I'm a prick. And I'm seven like or making, eight. I'm like making jokes inside the, the grocery store. To, and these people live here. And I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't even know there was electricity this far north. Like, this is people who live here. Like, they should have just beat the shit out of this southern main <laughs> punk. But, like, so we're stop as the new go. We go to play this Battle of the Bands. One of the greatest bands I've ever heard, Heart of the Oak, uh, tells the people that we're actually called Stop as the New Gay, uh, which isn't offensive at all. <clears throat> <laughs> and I remember we played that show and I was playing my four keys and I was doing my little head bob thing that I do and afterwards this girl comes up to me and she's like that's like a really old keyboard I haven't I've never seen that before where did you get that and I was like oh that's my brother's um but I don't really know how to play it so I only play four keys 
And this girl turned out to be a guy who had just like had really long hair and brushed it to the side. <laughs> and I was like, anyway, I'm going to go back to my brother over here. <laughs> and I like scurried back to you. And I think we played like at least one or two more shows with Heart of the Oak. With too many. I, I just hated them, dude. They were too cool for school as soon as we got there. That band hated us before we even knew they existed. Like we showed up yeah. at that show, and this band hated us, and we they had didn't no like idea us already. I think we did not know any of them personally. We had it's not like you know we went to high school with them, and it was like Timmy the prick from gym class. No, we did not have any affiliation with this band. They just hated us for some reason. You posted a bad demo from the barn, the Corsi barn. Shout out to the Corsis. Um, and it had more listens on MySpace. That's how old this is. It had more listens on MySpace than the Heart of the Oak, like, I don't know, Squeeze Your Heart or whatever their stupid fucking song was called. It had more plays than them. We got less respect than two guys. One was a guitarist and a singer. One was a drummer. Do you remember their name? Your grandma's no. gay. That was the <laughs> name of their, I'm doing finger quotes, band. We got less respect than your grandma's gay. Uh, we came out on top. That's right. We always come out on top. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow Sean or hear more of him, he's at 11thegoat on Twitter. You can find JPP anywhere, even where you just found this podcast. Sean, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, baby girl. Like a baby on prom night. We're in and we are out. Bye.